today, in continuation to that, I'm going to talk on a seasons of change that comes in our life, in continuation to that. I want, I want to tell you, these days I'm taking very simple, small portions to make it one thing clear. I'm not looking into, I'm not coming up with uh, prosperity messages. I'm not familiar with that. Okay, when you have God, prosperity will come. I don't know to, I did not need to teach prosperity. I'm not talking about denomination. I'm trying to do two things. One is that, bringing back the congregation to settle in the love of God and to settle in the word of God. That's my mission. I have taken today in Vadodara Church, I said, this is the only two things I'm going to concentrate. And I'm not going to look into what they are doing wrong. I have seen, I have looked into long. But if I keep on looking into long, I will be missing my mission. My mission is that, why? Because the Bible says a, a season of uh, famine is going to come. And that day, you will go north, west, east, everywhere, seeking the word. But God says he will shut the mouth of his servant and you will not receive the word of God. You can neglect today word of God. You can ignore today word of God. You may not be ashamed to carry a Bible, a physical Bible to the church because it is available. This is the greatest weapon the enemy given to you. He is the, he, this is one unnoticed master in your life. It is, you become very, you are looking for Antichrist. Already there is a spirit of Antichrist in your hand. No? Dr. Wilkinson, the prophet said two things the enemy is settled to bring. That internet and mobile phone, they are going to be the greatest weapon that the enemy is using today to bring down the people of God. You want to read the Bible in mobile. It is convenient provided you have self-control. You don't ask me where it will. You where we can buy self-control. It is not an app, okay? Not a mobile app that you can buy. It is the fruit of the spirit, okay? It is the fruit of the spirit, self-control. Jesus said, "I have not given you again the spirit of fear, but I have given you the spirit of love, strength, and self-control." In other translation, says sound mind, okay? Seasons of change. Ecclesiastes chapter three. It says there is a season in everything. A season to laugh, a season to cry, a season to be born, and a season to die. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Why we are, most of the time, why we are frustrated? Because you are trying to see fruits in, not in that season. Right? Now, if you look for mango, <laughs> It is a mango man. <laughs> if you look for a mango, it's almost a finished season. The seasons, what mango is there, it is very expensive in this season. And then you will keep on waiting for mango, but you will be wasting your time. That's the same thing. So some of the prayers you are not prayed, you, you prayed and you got no answer. You need to understand that you it is not the season. What the what what is the Bible says in Psalm 1 1? That was the one who the, the one who is obedient to word, that he will be like a tree planted on the riverside. What it says his leaves will be green, and then what it says, in season he will bear fruit. Okay? So when something goes wrong, you need to understand you are not in the right season. It is not like that God is saying no. We're saying 
you have not matured enough to be getting what you are asking. Okay? Because you can ask anything, but God will give according to His will. Every prayer that is answered will be according to His will. Bible says, if you ask anything according to my will, it will be granted to you. So, a season is there. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 says, everything has a time. So don't get frustrated. You, you know, there is, it is good that you expect from God. You need to come for with an expectant and a heart before God. But you should not put yourself much value. You know, to today's world, man think more than God. Okay? We become so, so uh, passionate about ourselves. That's why what all things what we do, we are so careful about. We want to look good and we want to, to eat good. We want to dress good. And but uh, John the Baptist came, he didn't have a Vanison shirt, you know, he didn't have a Nike shoe, he was not having a pizza to eat, you know, you will say that time it was not there, this time is also not there, you are making it happen, you know, now you don't want chapati, you make it uh, pizza, you don't want rice, then you make it something else. Man, God created and we have creativity. So we keep on inventing things. And praise God for that. There is a season. I'm here to talk about uh, the life of Job. Okay? Very small portion. Job, if you, if you take Job chapter 1, a small portion. Like uh, uh, in the life of Job, very quickly I will give because we have Holy Communion today. And I have another meeting in Vadodara. I need to reach there early. So all the morning onwards, we are having different meetings. Church finished. After that, our our in our compound, we are united Christians. We are praying for money food today, and it will continue. I was there till 3:30 and rushed here. And the very happening evening, we have a, another session on a depression care cell uh, meeting. So all these things are there. So I need to reach there. So. Job, about Job's life. How many of you know, know about Job? Not the job that you do, Job of Bibles. Yeah, don't say that it is not my job. Okay, I want to, before I say one something about Job, I want to say something. I want to tell somebody, somebody, prophetically here, you don't have a heavenly father, you don't have a heavenly father, who only cares for your spiritual need, but you have a heavenly father who provides for your physical needs as well. Okay? So when you come to church, don't just be spiritual. Okay, I'm only spiritual. Okay, no. God delights to give good things to you. Amen? And he's a father who delights to give. The father never boasts. You know? You know, every Mother's Day is celebrated with many homes and everything. Fathers are very ignored person. Okay, not me. Okay, I'm different. <laughs> some people, some of some of them are looking very carefully to me, Dad. <laughs> okay, so he's a good father. Good. Remember when Jesus, the multiple multitude were going and Peter and and Andrew and all came. Hey, Jesus. Send them away because there is a, they are following for three days. You know, we are not able to sit three hours. They are following three days. And they were hungry and they may faint now. And we don't have enough money. We don't have food to give. But Jesus said, give something to eat. I didn't tell you. It is fellowship and swallowship go together. 
Okay? We need to take care of. Not today. <laughs> no? Because you not followed, followed Jesus for three days. When you follow three days, fellowship will come. Okay. Okay. So, Jesus said to his disciples, give it to us. Give them something. If you look into Matthew chapter 7, 11, it says, give them something to eat. Amen. I want to tell you, I just want to, jokes apart, I want to say, your Father in heaven delights not only to fill you with spiritual gifts, he also wants to give you everything that you need. Amen. He is not a father like uh, you want to eat a, uh, to a, to, to a uh, pizza and you will take you to a restaurant and say, okay, eat and then what about money? Go and wash the, wash the uh, utensils. No, he is not like that father. He gives abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we can think and ask about it. That is my heavenly father. Somebody should be, somebody should be thankful to that father who provides for him. Thank you for the friend people. They are thankful back. You are thankful to God? Yeah? Yeah. With the voice you can clap also, Nasha. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is this. Catch it. This is that God wanted to give you the fullness of his Godhead into your spirit. Okay? Got it? The fullness of Godhead into your spirit and the fullness, fullness of his blessing to your body, your external being. Amen. Spiritual fullness inside, blessings externally. Okay? And when you receive that fullness of God, then you can walk in the blessings of God. Why Christians are today saying, I'm poor, testimonies come, I have lacked this, lacked this. Why? Because you have not had caught the fullness of God in your life. Am I talking to some Christians here? Amen. Next week, I will, God willing, I am alive, I will be preaching why Christians are tested. Okay. So today I am going to give you this thing. So when you have the spiritual fullness of the Godhead, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit and from that flows the blessings of outside to the world. Okay. God never works from external to internal. God works from inside to outside. Okay. Job was taken into a, such an experience. Many of you have questions, why Job being such a devoted, pious person, why he gone through this kind of tormentation? Because one thing, Job missed it. That is what I am going to tell you. Job chapter 1, 1 to 3. There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was brainless. None of us are. We have brains. Okay? Upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. Okay? In this qualification, one sentence, one uh, no, verse, the, the, the character of Job is described. Go back. He was a one please. He was blameless. He was upright. He was fearing God and shunned evil. If you want to get rid of evil, Nicole, you need to fear God. Why we go after evil? Because we have not feared God. 
Don't tell me come back. In a weak moment I fell. Oh come on, weak, not weak moment. You think that God is merciful so I can do anything. No. You cannot do anything. You can do only what God permitted you, permitted you to do. That much only you can do. So, second verse. And he had seven sons, three daughters were born to him. Good family, ten people, okay, ten children, three. And also, see, he was a multi-millionaire. He was also possessions, were seven thousand sheep. What? What should I count seven thousand sheep to some chatter flights or something like that? Maybe a big businessman, why should he need sheep? Then he had thousand camels. Oh, okay. Sheep was business. Camels were used those days for transportation. And 500 yoke of oxen that was for carrying, uh, you know, weight, weights and uh, you know things like that. And uh, female donkeys and very large household. So that this man was greatest of all the people of the east. This was this man. Perfect. Verse one. What you see? Verse one. What we see? Come on, somebody say, what was he? He was blameless, upright, and feared God. And what you call it as? It was the inward fullness of God. Got it? It was inward fullness of God. It's what this man in his heart feared God. So he kept himself away from blames. He was upright and he shunned evil. So this is only possible, Burton, when the fullness of God comes into your life. Suppose like, suppose I come to your room, you know that I am going to come. What will you do? You keep everything clean, neat and everything. The same way, if you want God to, you want to God, you need to prepare yourself. Without preparation, you cannot get him. Because he is holy. Why? 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 I ask somebody, why you worship Jesus? If you quickly say, I will finish your film. Why you, why you worship Jesus? Because he, there is no other God, wonderful. Why? He is God, praise God. Give back reference. Anybody has something else? Murmuring, I am not that much. Yeah. He is holy. Yes. He is holy. There is no other God who is holy. He is holy. That's why we worship Him. It's not because He gives money, He heals and all. Because it will happen. It is, the, it is the character. It is the attribute of God. He is not a healing God. He is God. He saw He healed. The healing comes. But some people say, Oh, God heals. Why? No, don't think that He is a healing God. He is a blessing God. No. Because He is God, all these things come out of us. To us. Blessing comes. Healing comes. You know, prosperity comes because He is the God of that. And what is that? He is holy. So we worship. So, the inward fullness of a man is this. And then, you want to see the external blessing? Verse 3. What is the external blessing? His possessions were 
7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was greatest of all the people of the East. That is the blessing. When you have the fullness of God in your life, you will be this. Hallelujah. We are not even greatest in your room. <laughs> we are not greatest in our rooms. Forget about class. Forget about territory. Some of the friends may be not talking to in a talking terms to you because if you they talk, you will borrow. <laughs> I know it. When you have, come on, jokes apart, when you have Christ in your in your heart, the blessings will automatically will come. Amen? The fullness of God. So he was the richest man. Richest man. What was the, according to earthly perspective, brother, what is earthly perspective for richness? Is lack nothing. What is the spiritual perspective? What is the spiritual perspective? To never lack God's fullness in our life. If you have the spiritual perspective is that you have the fullness of God in your life. And then you will lack nothing. Right? And I told you. I told you last time also Ephesians 3 chapter 19 and 20, 19, 20 exceedingly, abundantly more than what we think, when we have Christ in us. Remember John 15, what he says, when my word, when you abide in my word, my word abide in you, you ask everything, it shall be done for you. You need to have the fullness of God in this, in your life. And now, here comes the devil. Here comes the devil. And devil reports to God's court. And said, God took account, hey devil, from where you are coming? He said, I came from, I just went out to the world, earth, roaming around, and I come to report to you. Because the devil has to report to Jesus, right? Amen. And he came there and said, what happened? Then God, he said, that God asked him, have you seen Job, my son? Have you seen Job, my son? There is none like him upon earth. Who is saying this? Brother, who is saying this? My son? God. Is it good to you to testify God did this or if God testifies that nobody like you? What is what you want? God testifies. He says, there is no one like my son, my servant Job. And says, and God authentifies what written. He says he's blameless, a bright man, and who fears God and shuns him. A character certificate signed by God about Job. We should pray that God, we may hear when we come, faithful servant come in. And then this man, Satan 
says to God, see here, does Job fear God for nothing? Why you are not coming to church? God is doing nothing, so why should I come to church? You are not praying, why should I have many things to study? My brother, no. Just job for your God. When you say that, I'm not seeing any change in my situation, so why should I come to church? It's not the Spirit of God. It is the devil telling a lie to you so that you can rebel against to God. Amen? Next verse, 10. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hand and his possessions have increased in the land. Before I say anything, somebody say, Hallelujah. Don't take credit to yourself for your existence on the face of the earth. It is not because you have a good physical body that you are alive. It's not because you have your hands work, you are a computer wizard, so you are. It's not because you have a certificate from Paro University that you will be excellent. No. It is because God has put a hedge around you and your household. Somebody say, Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Witchcrafts are there, but it does not touch you. Sorceries and black magic comes. It does not touch you. You go through a, there is an accident take place, you come unheard. Praise God. Finances are, bank balance is zero, you write your exams. Praise God. You have 20,000 and flight ticket is 40,000 and somehow next day you see the flight tickets came down to 20,000 so that you can fly. Somebody say praise God for his hedge over you and your family. Around all that person, every side. And he blessed the work of your hand. Amen. You need to, you need to, you need to, like the entrepreneurs and all like that, when you are going to work tomorrow as an entrepreneur or as a job, when you do a job, every day thank God that I do. Lord, thank you for blessing the work of my hand. Amen. And this is the story. And after that, the devil wants him to touch. It is like that. Okay? God, you say, job is simply following you. The devil comes and says, God says, what else? Then he says, no, you have kept an hedge. So remove it, then I will show you. Okay? God took that challenge and said, okay, grab it. A believer goes through challenges when God allowed it to happen. This is not my just sermon today. Tomorrow, next week, you will be there. If God does not allow, God had one thing to prove in Job's life. And the Job's life was that he wanted to have God, the fullness of God in his life. You remember his children were, he thought about children with the sin and he used to self-righteous way, everything was coming, so he wanted God to, he wanted to know 
God wants him to know that God is God. And now, you know, now see, the sequence of attacks came upon Job. First, chapter 1, 8 and to 10. 8 to 10. Chapter 1, 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered, okay, be ready. So blameless, upright, one who fears, shuns evil, verse 9. So Satan answered, Does Job fear God for nothing? Verse 10. Have you not made a hedge around him, surround his hole, and, and around all that he has, bless the work of his hand, and his possession, and everything? Okay? So, what happened? In 10 says, uh, well, 11 says, but now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, that he will surely curse you to your face. So the first attack was upon the character of Job. Because God said he is blameless, he shuns evil, he fears. How many times being a child, your character is assassinated? Only me? Your character. This comes up. You, you, you. People will come and accuse you. How can you tell this to me? How you know that I am this? You know, people come and accuse you. Your character. Hey, you think you become very prayerful and your who gave the what, what audacity you have to come and tell me? They will assassinate your character. The first attack was upon the character. Why he says, stretch out your hand and he will curse you. Come on somebody, when things goes wrong, you rebel and go against God, that is the character losing. Enemy attacks the character where you deny God. Second thing, you see, 13 onwards. Thirteen to seventeen. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. Okay, go. And a messenger came, said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding besides them. Okay. Then the Sabians raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the head of the sword. And alone have escaped to tell you the first thing. What after character? What happened? The property lost. The first attack was on, on what? Character. Second, the property. Third, verse 18 and 19. While he was still speaking, another words okay. Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. 19. Suddenly a great wind, wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and they fell on the young people and they all dead. Third attack was on the family, the children. Some of you connect? It can happen in your families, in my family. So first, they tried to attack the character of Job. When character of Job, then they attacked his property. Then they attacked what? The family, the very children of Job. And then, what happened? This is not enough. 
white was not enough then chapter 2 4 and 5 said in answer skin for skin yes all that a man has shall give him for his life five but shut up your hand now touch his bone and his flesh and he will surely curse you to your face and then what happened six and the lord said to satan behold he is in your hand but spare his life okay and seven what happened the satan stuck job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head what was that health property no character he tried your character so you never said no i will not turn back from jesus then he will try your property when your property then also you are strong enough to stay back he will attack your children your siblings your father your mother your families will be attacked that also if it is you are not with them what will happen ultimate hell boils from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet means no he can sit no he can go what what was the response of job chapter 1 22 in all this job did not sin nor charge god with the wrong his character was assassinated his property was torn his children were killed his health was attacked but they job said nothing against god chapter 2 verse 9 then his wife said to him do you still hold caste to your integrity curse god and die his wife was coming provoking him to sometimes you know we provoke people what is the what is the purpose of it you trust me some friends will be there hey go now i'm doing I'm, come with me i will teach you how to make money first thing last what was the last word in all this job did not sin Promise. What was statement he given? You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? When you go through blessing, you never ask why me, Lord. But when you go through adversity, you ask why me, Lord. So blessings, you are birthright. Troubles, God. is unfair and then what is your response first response the easiest person to get offended first response i will not go to church the pastor is a liar he says all these things but i never seen people prospering i give tithes but nothing came back to me hey you give tithe to god or to get back that's why many of you are poor because you are not giving to god you are giving to get back and the one who left heaven 
to get you back, still he is struggling with you. When my children will come back? Good things comes, we accept it. Bad things comes, we question God. King Solomon in Ecclesiastes says, everything has a season, everything has a time to happen. You understand? God allowed Job to go through painful experience. What was the result? Let us see. Chapter 42, verses 5. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now, but now, my eyes What means? Till today I heard about the God, but now I know my God. I want to tell you verse 6, what it says. Therefore I have borne myself and repent in dust and ashes. What was by seeing Christ, seeing God, what was the response to, response of Job? That he was repenting. There is a spiritual principle that I said, what you see is what you are going to possess. If you cannot see spiritually you are blessed, you will never be blessed. You cannot see you are spiritually prospering, you will not go up, you will go after prosperity messages, but still you will not prosper. Job saw God. Hallelujah. He says, my eyes have seen. I got through all this turmoil, but this turmoil led me to God so that I only not only heard about God, but I saw God. Somebody say, hallelujah. When you go through problems, you say, Lord, I heard about you, but today I can testify. I only not only heard about God, but I know my God. He will never leave me, never forsake. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Many of us, angel, we have knowledge by hearing God. We don't have encounter with God. And those who got encounter with God, they will never turn back. They never said anything against God. I want to ask you one thing, question. Compared to the whatever you get in the world, if there is anything greater than the experience of seeing Jesus in your life? Do you want to see Jesus? Which is more important? The greatness of the world or greatness of see seeing the great God? Which is important? Hello? Amen. So when you see anyone to see Jesus, we need to long for him. We need to wait for him. When you see him, you will possess him. When you see him, we will possess him. 
Normally when we go to a church or when you go to a go to see a person, what we see? We see all the problem that is going in the church. When you come to PSU, suppose some of you are maybe, I will get testimony later. I am the president of the church, that church and all like that, what you say. Normally as preachers, as believers, when you go to church, what we start looking, what is wrong in the church? The choir was, oh, their dress was not good. The kind of music was not good. But we hardly see in that fallen or turmoils that is happening, what is God doing good in that church? Hallelujah. Have you ever seen, have you ever tried to see, hey, this man is something good quality, though he is mainly known for bad things. Because God justifies and balances. If you are not good in studies, he will give you some, you know, some other talents. Like you may be a good soccer player or a badminton player. You will bring credits to your family, your nation. But normally what we do, we see, we are experts in finding problems and faults of others. And we are not ready to see what God is doing good in their life. One of the last time you said, hey sister, I see God is doing something good. I rejoice with you. Anybody said like that? No. What do you think like that? How can she be better than me? How can she sing song better than How can her cloth be better than me? I also buy from this place. I also paid this money. Always competitive spirit. Always combating spirit. Not complimenting. Not collaborating. We find faults. We find it is if you are a good friend, it is your job to correct that person, but in the spirit of love. Sometimes if you have to rebuke, rebuke what the spirit of love is in it. You know? And here Job is saying, I saw with my ears all the pains that is heard. They came and told me this is all gone I heard. But what I saw with my eyes, I saw my God working in me, for me in this problem. There's a song it says like that. In, in, in our languages it says like that. Thank you for all the blessings that you have given to me. That I know that you are a good father. But thank you for all those prayers which are not answered and the pains that I carry, I receive. That brought me near to you. The pain is not, a, the problems are not the enemy. That is the way God allows you to come near to him. If a woman does not go through the labor pain, she cannot be a mother. Nowadays, there are many ways of motherhood. I know that. I'm not... Uh, now saying that, okay, but some woman has to go through that pain. If you want to be a doctor, you need to at least seven, eight years, you need to study. Spend money. Sleepless nights. You want to be a good athlete, you need to practice for 20 years before you ever participate in a good uh, a marathon or some Olympic or somewhere. This man says, my ear, I heard God, but my eyes see my God. And that is why what he did, he never said 
anything wrong about God. I want to challenge you today, my dear sisters and brothers. In Christ, though you are my children, I tell you, I want to tell you, you there is a God who does great things for you. All time problem, all time negative, but we don't see what is God doing good. Chapter 42, verse 2. Let us see Job chapter 42, verse 2. What was the good thing happening? I know that. <laughs> can somebody rise up and declare thing? I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. If there is anybody going through a problem, you are the right candidate to stand up and say this with Job and the word of God. Yes, Lord, I know that you can do everything. Even though my balance are empty, my bands are empty, my parents are jobless, but I know that the purpose of yours can never be withheld from you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Today you may be having some dollars in your pocket, the newcomers. Very soon. <laughs> the dollars will be gone back to yours. Today you carry probably a wallet. After two, three months of time, wallet will say, please take me also. <laughs> Why? Because if you don't have the inward fullness of Christ, your wallet will be empty. Because you, you don't get the external blessing. Job so God in his problem. Believer versus filled with God. There are people who believe that God can do, but they don't believe God can do for me. We pray for everybody. Brother, sister, God will bless you. Don't worry. Bible says so, 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 so. When it happens to you, there is a publicity. I'm going through this problem. You don't believe. Believer believes, but we most of the time we miss that God can do it for me. Amen? Problems are not our enemy. Problems are not our enemy. And when you listen God willing next week's sermon, then you will know that what God does in that. Job chapter 42, 10. What is that? And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much he had before. What was this? This was the outward blessing. Amen? When he had not spoken against God, and God, he said, my eyes have seen my God. What happened? Means that I have received my God into my heart, and I know that nothing can be withheld from God. And what happened? God multiplied the outside blessings. And verse 12, what did he say? Verse 12. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job. Somebody say latter days. Latter days, latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he had 40,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 of female donkeys. Double portion. 
Somebody I want to tell you, if you are going through a problem and you allow God to intervene in your life, your second half will be greater than the first half. Trust God. Ask God for inward fullness and outward blessing. We always pray for outward blessing. What was the last time you prayed, Lord, make me like you? Inculcate that character in me. I want to be like you. We always pray for outward blessing. Give this, give that. I'm going through this problem. And I want to tell you, when you are going through the problem, you need to know that God is changing the season in your life. God is changing the season. How? He is changing the season in His love and His mercy. You know, Psalm 118 says, 17, 17 says, die last week also I read I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord okay 21 I will praise you for you have answered me and I have become become my salvation what will happen when God changes the season you have a testimony I pray I will praise you now why you have answered me and you have become my salvation. What is the meaning of salvation? You have become my deliverer. In the Old Testament, salvation means deliverance from the oppressing kings. The New Testament, we call it salvation, is the oppressing king is nobody else than the devil. And the oppression is nothing less than, nothing than sin. So we say salvation. Okay? So, God allow you to go through a crusher sometimes break you you will be lost you will be failed God will destroy you what God will destroy you God will destroy the self in you you say I I I God will allow the trust of that I I am so and so. I am this, this. The obsessed way of self-obsession, God will break it. Why? So that He can flow in and through you. Hallelujah. God doesn't want hindrances. God doesn't want hindrances. Okay, you go to gym, exercise. For what? Eh? Don't tell me. You don't tell me. <laughs> For body? Okay. Uh, help. Okay. That means what? Why? You are overweight or something like that. That's why. Like me, we go to a gym. That means my overweight may be the obstacle to my health. So that's why I go to gym. Anything that you have which is an obstacle is for you need to bring it to Jesus. 
Your studies can be sometime obstacle to praise. You know, what you say, I am fasting. What you are fasting? Food I am fasting. Means what? The food is an obstacle to go to closer to God. I'm happy to hear one day somebody says I'm fasting of mobile. I'm calling a fasting for three days, mobile fast. <laughs> Let us declare today. No. My friend, you don't know him, but he will call. Thank God for all that you want you went through. How many of you want to? Lift up your hands and say, today, after connecting with Job, Lord, thank you for taking me through those lonely, those breaking, those painful areas where I could know you than I could just hear about you. Anybody here? When you go through problem, just thank God. Just thank God. That's why Apostle Paul says when you go through trials, James says when you go through trials, rejoice. Persevere. Job chapter 8, 7. Quickly, though your beginning was born, and your letter abundantly. Amen. Today somebody believe it. Somebody believe it. The word of God is telling you you may have seen poverty. You may have seen abuses. You may have seen shame. You may have gone through things. House rent not paid. Chasing out by the landlord. No food. Hostel chasing out. I want to tell you if you trust God what you face is nothing. God will make you great in his second time. You will exceedingly abundantly. Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 18, the present suffering is nothing compared to the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. Hallelujah! There is a great glory of God going to come upon us. Your laughter will be great. Amen? Amen? God didn't have wrong intention about Job. God never thought that, never wanted to break Job for anything. But God wanted him to experience the inward fullness of God Almighty in his life. What he was doing? He was thinking his children had done this thing that he used to offer sacrifices. Because he never knew God. He heard about God. There is a great difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Most of us are knowing about God. What is God? God is the one who turned water into wine. Okay, first thing comes, wine. We heard about it. 
It's like Sunday school children. Stories, then they will tell this is God. But what Bible says? Here it says God wants to give him. Job said there is there is no one like him. No one like him. Today, there could be one thing like that. That has become a hindrance in you. It could be some guilt, some shame, some burden, or some issues with your life, some weaknesses of flesh, some perverted immoralities, something that God wants to bring light on that. Don't forget this message because next week's message will connect with them. Then you understand why Christians go through troubles. This is just a cut and razor. How many of you go through the pain of unanswered prayers? The painful thing. Please. Unanswered prayer. Very painful. And why when unanswered prayer comes, tell him, uh, that time what happens, you know, the enemy put all the wrong things in your mind. You follow all these years. You are the daughter of a pastor. See what is happening. You go to everyday Sunday churches. What happens? You every day raise, raise your hands, you give tithes, you give to church money, and you people all remain poor. Always he brings doubt in your mind. Every Sunday or every meetings you come with and hope and goes back with doubt in your mind. Job gone through all of this. And you know what his friends did. Praise God if you have friends not like these friends. They teared him. <laughs> no, no life in him. They just left and right. Job was so was tormented. And he cursed his birth. Don't think every friend with you is going to build you up. I will tell you, if any friend who does not lead you to Christ, stop that friendship. Keep them friend so that you can win them for Christ. But don't walk with the friendship with him. What was what was God looking for job in Job's life? Job's life was God wanted his fullness to be imparted into Job's life. You know? And what is, is his fullness of? His fullness of his love. Fullness of his love. What is so special about his love? What is so special of his love? His love is unconditional love. How many of you say that uh, Okay, should I ask this question? How many of you say that you love a person unconditionally or fully?
If nobody is saying, everybody who received this word, I love you, you should reconsider your word, your what they said. I want to tell you one thing. No one in this world can love another person completely. Every single relationship that we say we love, it is with selfish love. There is only one love that is not selfish, that is godly love, the agape love. And what was the symbol of that? God so loved the world and he gave his only son to whom? To you and me, so that we may not perish. What is the world's love? You give everything to me, then you prove me that you love me. The world's love is demanding, God's love is giving. I always say, any boy or any girl, you are in friendship or you are in relationship, they say, okay, you come and have sex with me, then only I know that you love, you should be the first person to kick him or her and come out of that place. Because love never demands. Love submits. If anyone asks you, then that is not your lover. That is a wolf with sheep growth. Run away. Run away. That's why Apostle Paul says to Timothy, what? Flee. Means what? Run. When sin comes, what God said? When sin comes, God said, submit to God and resist the devil. But when sex came, what he said? Run away. See, that is that much big problem it is. God says, this is something that the devil comes, you ask me, I can help you. But as far as sex is concerned, or this type of immoral things are concerned, that is your choice, I cannot help you. So the Bible says when sin, submit to God and resist the devil, he will flee. But when it comes to sex, immoral sex, lustful sex, what God is saying? Flee. Means what? Somebody say to the next person, run. <laughs> run. Run for your life. <laughs> Let me affirm this thing. Any sex outside marriage is a sin. And those who do it are sinners. You are not saved. And if anybody indulged into this relationship in the name, pretext of love, repent today and turn back to God, so that when he comes, you will be with him. Otherwise, you are going to another area. Sorry to say. I always preach my message as the last message. You know why? Because I, I believe that next week they will not come. So I need to finish today.
So every Sunday message is not the last message I preach. Today morning I was telling, I was telling my wife, oh, I don't know what to preach. I said, you always have messages, but today morning I have not heard to, to what to speak. 7 o'clock I am waiting, 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 nothing happening. And 7.30 I got something, wrote about this and came in. I want to tell you this message. Listen to me. If you are into, don't come to, you don't come to India for hunting for, hunting for boyfriend and girlfriend. You came to study, study and go back. You can hear this more coming days, okay? This is all cut and races. <laughs> yeah, so what was special about it? God fills his love. Okay, let me say like this. How many of you say in worship that I love you, Lord? Okay, we everybody say. What kind of love we give it to God? What kind of love we give it to God? Conditional love? Honesty. And what God requires? God requires He poured out His unconditional love in us and we need to give back that unconditional love to Him. But what we do? We give selfish love to God. Jesus said, as I loved you. What was Jesus' love? Conditional, unconditional. And love your brothers the same way. Do you love your brother unconditionally? I'm not going to give you a certificate. But God requires truth in your inward parts. We always give God, when we worship God, we need to give unconditional love to God. Why? The Bible says, He poured out the love of the Father through His Spirit into our heart. Why? Because when we exercise or we have the fullness of God in us, with the same Spirit, we give back the love that He filled in us, give back to God. That is called the true worship. That is what Bible, uh, today, uh, today Elton uh, in the intercession said, God is spirit and God, you know, those who worship Him should worship with Him in truth and spirit. God wants us to love Him unconditionally. Romans chapter 5, 5. And Holy Communion, please. Ushers. What it says? Now hope does not disappoint. Who is hope? Who is hope? Christ in you is the hope of glory. Okay? Christ in you 
is the hope of glory. If Christ not in you, then you don't have hope. You don't have glory. Okay? So, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by what? By the Holy Spirit who given to us. So, when you worship God through the same Holy Spirit, what we need to give it back? The same love that God has given to us. Somebody connect with me? The same love God given to you, through the same love, we need to love God. We cannot love God by singing a song. You are Yahweh. It's a song. But you, it's from the depth of your heart. Lord, I have seen you. I recognized your attributes and your personality. And you are in me. I am in you. And with that experience, I know that you are Yahweh. And the same spirit crying from me that you are Yahweh. Ask God to fill your hearts with the fullness of His love. God loves us with His fullness so that we can love Him back with His fullness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You think you dance and all like that, something matters? It's a celebration. But it is not for God because we know Him, so we celebrate Him. But God is expecting what, brother? The love I pour into you with the same love you give it back to me. Unconditional, blameless, fearing God shuns evil. The fullness comes. Your heart is completely clean. God blesses you. Amen? Amen? Unconditionally love. Unconditional love. That's why Apostle Paul had to give a complete chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, to speak about love. One, because Corinthian, Corinthian church was the worst church because they were sexually immoral. Maximum sexual immorality was in the Corinthian church. So, God, Apostle Paul wrote two letters to them. Galatian churches were witchcraft churches. That's why many pastors today don't depend upon Holy Spirit, but they depend upon witchcraft. So that people can run after signs and wonders, not run after God. And that's why Jesus said, No, you ask for a sign, I'm not going to give you a sign. Amen. We say we love God. What is the love that you give it to Him? We always give love to love God. Our love is hypocritical. Our love is impure. Our love is imperfect. Our love is conditional. But Lord, love God with His love is what God is expecting. That is, the, that is what the Holy Spirit is given for. Amen? Amen. Change your prayers. Lord, Lord, give me baptism of Holy Spirit so that I can, I can, I can speak in tongues. I can do miracles. First, first and foremost, ask God, God, you poured out. Every day I pray this prayer. 
God, you poured out the love of the Father through the Holy Spirit. Ignite it in me so that I can be like you. I can love you back like the way you loved me. I know every day when I pray, I'm very conditional prayers I offer to Christ. I'm not joking. Every one of you, you do you you perform prayers. We all give conditional prayers to us. Even Moses said, if I have found favor in your eyesight. Am I talking to someone? When we give tithes, we are conditional. That's why I have started saying something. When tithe, why you need why, why you need envelopes? Why you need envelopes? You are giving to God. You are telling pastor that I am giving tithe. And one day you don't give, same pastor will ask, what happened? Give to God. The right hand gives, then the left hand don't know. Why you need to write, this is my seed, this is my that? Why? Tell to God it is seed. Tell to God it is the thanksgiving. The one who gives in secret, he is able to give it in publicly. I'm not against the custom of envelopes. Good that somebody gets job also, the business growing envelopes are making. Praise God for that. But do you really need envelopes? Because you are giving it to God. You are really giving it to God. Why don't you just close your fist and put it in the Lord? This is the best I can do. My love fails. But his love never fails. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 8. You read about love. Okay, as the this is getting ready. Let us see a woman. Luke chapter 7, 36, 15. You know, there was a woman. That woman, when he came into Jesus came into Simeon's house, this man, Jesus was sitting there, this woman standing behind Jesus. Luke chapter 7. And what happened? Bible says, she cried and she with the tears, she washed the feet of Jesus, wiped the feet with the, her hairs, and kissed his feet, and poured a very expensive anointing oil on his feet. See, you see. Stood his feet behind him, not friend, weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Okay, 39. Now, when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, they spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know how, who and what manner of woman this is, who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Okay, 40. And Jesus answered and so said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. So this is a lady, she was not invited, uninvited. She came and stood back, and but she was weeping, crying, and she washed the feet of Jesus with the tears of her. She wiped his feet with the hair and she kissed his feet and then she poured a fragrant oil and Simon the Pharisee said, hey, this lady is a sinner. What Jesus said? 
41. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Go back quickly. 42. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom she, he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Okay, 43, 44. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water to my, for my feet. For, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Okay? You gave me no kiss, but the first, this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. For the sake, you did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. 47. Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Okay? 48. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And 49. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? 15. Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. What was he saying? Saying, the, the one who has received more forgiveness and favor, they love him more. How many times we come with this attitude? We don't, we don't repent. We don't come to God saying that God, I'm a sinner. You know? If your blood is taken off from my life, I will stand naked. I'm a sinner washed in the blood of Jesus. And this lady whose sins were many, she received forgiveness many. And she what she loved? The same love by which Jesus said about her, with the same love she loved him. I want to ask you today, what kind of love that you are giving back to Jesus? Many sins are going forgiven. Many sins are forgiven. We come with very, very reserved love, very conditional love, and we don't give back to Him the same. How many of you come to church as if like that they are doing a favor to God? Many churches it is like that. But think about the God who came down from heaven leaving all the glory. What a big sacrifice he did. What a great love he manifested. Do you love him the same way? If a headache comes, we don't come to we don't bring If a birthday comes, we don't come to church. 
I was telling today my church that when I started in 25 years before, people used to walk 15 kilometers and come to church. 15 kilometers. But today, they have car, they have bike, but what they say, today we are busy. The blessing that God gave me, gave you become an obstacle to not to worship God. Do you love Him unconditionally? Do you love Him unconditionally? It is God's time, my dear children. God is restoring His love in everyone's heart. So that you can love Him the way He loves you. I know this word will not completely understood by you because the second portion need to be heard. But I am going to leave here without stretching more. What kind of love that you give to God? What was the last time you wept with, for gratitude with God? Some of us, we always cry, always cry. Why? Hey, if you only cry, when, then when you will be rejoicing? Bible says in the, in the presence of God there is fullness of joy, but we always cry. What was the last time you, you cried a cry of gratitude to God saying, thank you for loving me? What was the last time you understood the love of God. Last was, last was, last, what was the last time you prayed, God, fill me with your fullness so that I can know you? If you are come to seek, if you are coming to seek a God, you will receive the God. But if you are seeking His love, you need to be empty. You need to empty yourself out. You need to die for yourself. His love poured out by the Holy Spirit so that you may love Him back the same way. Your life, it cannot be expressed by a song. It's all celebrations. We can celebrate Jesus. But if you are to love God, we need to have the same love of God in our how many of you this evening would pray to God in a moment of time before we take the Holy Communion, Lord, I want the fullness of you in me so that I can love you with that fullness. How many of you want, how many of you want to pray that prayer? Don't look left and right so that they lifted up the hands, so I will also lift up. If you don't want His love, forget You don't want his love? Okay. I'm not looking to the people, those who are not raised, raised up their hands. If you raised up your hands, saying, Lord, I want his love. Remember the story of this woman. You may be like that Pharisee who don't want to give God the love back. Close your eyes. Put down your hands. 
Let this communion not be a ritual to you. But let it be a true, meaningful repentance unto God. Today, would you please ask God, God, I want your fullness in my heart. I want to love you with the same love that you loved me. I want to give you back that same love. You poured out your spirit and through him you poured out your unconditional love in me. Like this human, I want to come back to you with the fullness of that love. The love by which you have loved me. So that I can worship you. Take a moment and start praying. 